Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Today, I'm so excited to have a fantastic guest join me. Jody Amen, a licensed clinical social worker, is a practicing psychotherapist and best-selling author whose new book, Anxiety, I'm So Dumb With You, a teen's guide to ditching toxic stress and hardwiring your brain for happiness, is now available. As a family therapist for over 20 years, Jody shows people how to create practical miracles, even in the most difficult times. She teaches Gen Z their parents, and their helpers how to find their diamond confidence so they feel worthy, empowered, and in control. As an anxiety survivor and a mom of teens, Jody totally gets it. Her TEDx talk, Calm Anxious Kids, and her best-selling book, You Won and Anxiety Zero, are changing the way we understand the current mental health crisis. Today, Jody will join me and talk about something that's super important and affecting thousands of teens, handling anxiety. Jody, welcome to the Mighty Mommy Podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. You were quoted as saying, anxiety and self-doubt can be such bullies. They make you feel small and inadequate, but that's not true. You're adaptable and powerful. If you're done with anxiety, ruining your life, and want to end that toxic relationship, you know how to help us. So, wow, let's start there. Can you explain to my audience what the Gen Z generation is, for those who don't know, and how does their mental health differ from other generations? Well, Gen Z is the kids that have had smartphones from about middle school. So my stepson's 28, so he's a millennial. And then it gets about the, they're just turning 20, between 20 and 22 is this new generation's Generation Z, also called Zoomers now, I heard that that's a new term. But they, because they now, because of the coronavirus, I think. Yeah, appropriate. All of these messages, all of this data, all of this content from a really young age, like so much time on their screens. Okay, thank you. That totally sums it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Jody, speaking of anxiety, what exactly is anxiety and how can teens know if they have it? Anxiety, what how I describe anxiety is a leftover fear response when you're not in physical danger. 
This is a weird problem to have is because everybody uses these words to describe something different. And there's a lot of other things that we feel and experience and we label them different things, but they work just like anxiety works. Like sometimes we call it embarrassment. Sometimes we call it introvert. Sometimes we call it social anxiety. Sometimes we call it self-doubt, anger, frustration. There's so many different words that we call this problem that when someone says, I have anxiety, everybody makes assumptions on what that means, but it just really means this, like their body is reacting, this adrenaline going in, but there's nothing to do because they're actually physically safe, but emotionally they feel so unsafe and, and it feels horrible, horrible. Right. So that's how my daughter has lived her whole life, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, even going into a supermarket, if there are too many people around and there are little kids crying in the the carriage and um, there's a lot of commotion going on um, with somebody stocking shelves. I mean, she just she kind of panicked and she didn't know what was wrong with her. And, and, you know, we tried to help her as best we could to remove her from the situation. But so those types of feelings, that's how a child or a young adult would identify with feeling that they have an anxiety issue. Exactly. You know, that's the other thing is anxiety affects us all in so many different ways. We have different things that trigger the anxiety in us. So it feels like there's all these different problems and we can't relate to someone else's anxiety. Like if someone, I was reading when I had anxiety, I had anxiety for 20 years of my life and I'm totally cured. So that's why I know that it's possible. In the last 20 years, I've taught thousands of clients how to get better as a family therapist. So I know that you can cure it. Anxiety is highly treatable, but we don't think that, you know, and and actually a lot of mental health professionals tell us this is something you have and you just have to manage it forever. And it is not even true. And, but it hurts so many people because then you think that you have to have it forever. And if you believe that you have to keep it, you keep it. So that's, it's a weird thing because of that, but anxiety is so much mystery. We don't understand it. Like you were describing your daughter as like, I don't know why I feel this way. Like, I don't know why I feel this way. And the mystery of it is really causes a lot of problems because then it feels completely out of control when it's mysterious. You don't know why. And that asking that question makes you feel so helpless. You feel out of control and anxiety goes up. And so in this book, anxiety, I'm so done with you. It's like a breakup metaphor. It's like, enough, get Great out of title. here. I don't want a relationship with you anymore. You're toxic. <laughs> um, I really I really demystify anxiety. I really explain what it is in a biological level. And you know, I have six steps to healing anxiety. And the first step is to understand it biologically. And you know, it takes away about 50% of the anxiety. Most, many people, half the people that I work with don't need the rest of the steps because the mystery of it is what uh, really sticks it. Wow. Okay. That's true. Because I know my daughter always, she grew up with, you know, we have eight kids in our family and she felt always so different. Like, you know, why brothers and sisters handle all the noise and all the crazy stuff that might happen in our household with eight kids. And she just couldn't, she had to like go into a quiet space and just try to calm herself down. So so I'm so excited to keep talking about this. Let's get back right. to the- It sounds like she's highly sensitive and that often is confused with anxiety. So if you're highly sensitive, you might be sensitive to noise, to stimulus, to some feeling, and it's it's harder to process. And, and so if you think of it as anxiety and trying to treat anxiety instead of the sensitivity issues, that is a problem that I see all the time as well. 
Right. Well, thank you for saying that because I wonder for all these years with her situation, if sometimes it was misunderstood or maybe even misdiagnosed, but that's, that's important for us to, to keep, you know, talking about here. Well, getting back to the Gen Z, what is the formula for happiness for Gen Z? Is there even one? Yes, actually, I feel like that anyone could be happy because I've seen people, you know, I've been, I've been a family therapist for 25 years. So I've, I've helped people through horrible trauma, sometimes through war, a refugee experience, physical and childhood sexual abuse. People do recover. And in, in all of the healing things, and then of course, I went through my own health crisis and my own family stuff. In all of the healing techniques that I've gone through in my life, there's there's this formula that I started to notice in it. And, and the f- step one is to release the things that make you suffer. And the second part is to bring in the things in your life that give you joy. And the third step is to practice those things every day. What's really interesting is that we always think that happy people are just lucky. But happy people generate their own happiness. They work really hard on it. They have to practice every day those things that we know help us live a happier life. And they have to practice every day about letting go of stuff because we could let go of our past, but we're dealing with stuff all the time. And so we have to have a way to be able to process and not hold on to things as they come up. And then we have to have a way of daily to bring in good stuff in our life. And so, you know, I think Gen Z, they feel so disempowered so disempowered and there's reasons why they're disempowered. And so I think my book shows them where their power is and how to have sustainable empowerment in their life because they have amazing potential. Amazing. I mean, people in general are highly adaptable. It's just if you think that you aren't, you get scared, you know, and this, this generation think they don't have skills. And, And so they are scared of the future and, and being able to handle life. And so they try to, take stress off their plates and their parents do this too. We take stuff off their plates because they're so stressed out and they're anxious and they're depressed and it even makes it even worse. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you lobster mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. The days are officially getting longer, and while there may be a bit more daylight, do you still feel like there isn't enough time to do things like plan and shop for healthy meals? Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. Take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your health goals, your tastes, the appliances you use, and more. Then, they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week. 
along with delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. Save hours planning, shopping, and cooking. Hungry Root delivers food you'll love. As a busy parent striving for healthier eating, Hungry Root has been a game changer for our family. Our box was filled with fresh, high-quality ingredients and simple recipes tailored to our tastes and preferences. One feature we particularly loved was the ability to customize our meals by swapping ingredients, making mealtime exciting and adaptable to our needs. Ordering was a breeze, and the convenience of having everything delivered to our door saved us valuable time. Hungry Root truly made our weekly meals easier and better allowing us to enjoy nutritious and delicious dishes without the stress of planning and shopping. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Project Parenthood listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com parenthood to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com parenthood. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Well, this next question is something all parents who are trying to support kids with these issues really need to know. What is the best tip that you can give right now to help teens gain control when they feel like they're losing control of their life? I think we have to connect them with the skills that they have. You know, this is why I did my TEDx talk about having kids do chores again, like bringing the chores back. You know, there's so many luxuries in life that we're not doing, we're not doing jobs that help us build confidence in ourselves and help connect us with the skills we have. So we have to start to connect kids with the skills that they have so they could see them and know themselves as skilled. And so that is an important piece. And um, so there's three kinds of skills that I delineate in my TEDx talk. One's tedious skills because, you know, we have this resistance, but if we do stuff over and over, that resistance goes down and it's going to help our life be so much easier. And then there's challenging chores because we want to know that we could figure stuff out and we could problem solve. We want to use that part of our brain because if we don't use that part of our brain to continue to create or problem solve, the anxiety is going to take it over. And we're going to use that problem solving over, you know, nonsense problems that anxiety makes look really real. And then the third kind of chore is doing things for other people, being generous and doing things for other people so you could really understand that not to sweat the small stuff. And to see how people go through hard struggles, do okay, and are happy, and are loving, and wonderful, and that really lifts us up. So that's right. When you were saying taking stuff off their plate, kids that you think, you know, I could see where this would happen. When you're a parent, you've got this compassion. You want to protect your child and, and, and not have them suffer. But when you do that, and you're taking these things away, like, oh, you know, he shouldn't have to bring up his laundry tonight. Or, you know, why, why should they have to help with after dinner stuff? you're kind of giving them like an easy pass. Then they go in their room and they hang out and they get on their devices and they're not contributing and they're not feeling, you know, like they're feeling good about themselves. That kind of a thing is that kind of- Yeah, exactly. When when they contribute to the household, they feel a sense of belonging, but they're also learning skills about doing things they don't want to do. We need to learn that we need to have skills in doing things we don't want to do. I think that's a big purpose of high school, but also- You know, it's kind of more general. If someone's having a really bad night, just like if you're having a really bad night, you could be really compassionate with yourself and and put off some chores to the next day. I'm not saying, you know, if if your child's crying because of a 
a breakup is so, you know, tender and she's having a really bad night. Yeah, let's give him a treat or give him a buy on chores those nights. That's okay. But in general, you know, when our kids are depressed, we do overall, we, we try to make things easier, try to do whatever we can because we love them and we want to. It's, it's like we have good intentions and I see myself doing this too. But in general, we're letting them know that we don't believe in them or that we're letting them know that they, you know, they're worried that they don't have the capacity and we're kind of doubling down on that and said, we're worried too. You don't have the capacity. We need to be like, I know you have the capacity. I know you could do this. This is temporary. We're going to get through it. There's lots of options here. We're going to keep trying them until we get through it. You're not going to stay like this forever. And I believe in you. I believe in you so much, but we're so worried. And then they're like, oh my God, my mom's worried. That means there's really something to worry about. I'm really screwed. We don't Mm. want them to think that, you know? I mean, I'm not blaming parents here. I'm giving you an option because we love so much. We want to pass that love and that belief. Like, I believe in you. Right. And that will empower them. That will empower them. Changes everything. You know, I was working with a woman. So there was a woman that started reading my blog. It was about 10 years ago. And she was in a domestic violence situation. And she had a lot of friends online saying, leave him, leave him, leave him. And I took a different tact. I was like, I believe in you. You are so smart. You know, I don't know your culture. She was in Lebanon. I'm like, I don't know your culture. And so I, I'm not going to say leave him. I, this is a whole different culture that has all these things that prevent this. And so I just was like, I believe in you. If you're going to figure it out, you can figure it out. I just believe in you. And it changed everything. She left him within a year. Um, right, after being online with these people for eight years saying, leave him, leave him, you know, it put her down because it made her feel like she's stupid for staying. Right. Wow. Instead that's a game saying, changer. It's a game changer. So we should right. treat our children this way. It's in general, people need to believe in people. Then they live up to what you believe in. You oh. know, if you have, it's not like a, expectations is kind of a weird word to use, but it's similar. You know, when they say like people will rise to the expectations you give them. And then, then there's some negative connotations to the word expectation. So I'm just saying, you know, you believe in their potential. You believe it so much. That's how I help heal people actually in my practice. It really, they have, it shifts the energy. You know, this yeah. is real energy work, right? Mm-hmm. Like if people have limiting beliefs and they believe something about themselves and you need to blow that away. That stops them so much from getting better. And so when you believe you're fixing that belief that stopped them, that false belief that stopped them up until now. That is so powerful. So are there daily practices that we can use and help our kids understand to rewire the brain for happiness? I mean, we were just talking about keep them included. They need to be participating in chores. We're not, you know, we're not giving them an easy way out because we do believe in them. But is there something else like on a daily basis that as parents or or caregivers that we can do that's going to just change the trajectory and and get this brain thinking happy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, we all know those self-care tact, you know, think tasks that we need to do every day, you know, get enough sleep, eat really well. I mean, this alone, just those two things alone really changes our emotional wellness to get enough sleep and to eat really well and to move, to exercise. I mean, they're the top three on every list. And then number four would be surrounding yourself with good people. And then number five would be doing something creative all the time. If you keep creative, so our brain is evolved to problem solve. 
We are, we've evolved 2 million years to solve problems constantly all through the day to keep ourselves alive. But we have so much luxury now. We don't need that. And that's why our negativity is growing because when, when we have thousands, of, we have capacity for thousands of thoughts, but if we don't need them all, they just go to this negative place and we could control that if we knew we could. And that's what we really have to teach our young people why that's happening. Cause they think they're just crazy. They think that they're just negative or they think something's wrong with them, but this is something that's, it happens to us biologically. And if we understood that we'd stop judging ourselves. And then have that energy because the judgment zaps all our energy to do something about it. Okay. But if we stop judging, we could actually empower ourselves to make some difference. We could be like, oh, that's why. Well, let me do a creative project. You know, creativity and problem solving is the same thing. It develops that prefrontal cortex and yeah. anxiety goes down. Depression goes down when that is really highly stimulated. So uh, this leads me into the next little rabbit hole. Social media how the heck does that affect the mental health of these young young people? How is that making a difference in their life? Well, again, you could you know you could go look up at Jody Eamon TEDx and my TEDx Wilmington talk. I speak about how kids are bombarded with four thousand messages a day from these devices, and I think I really pinpointed over the years pinpointed three categories of messages that kids are receiving that makes them feel powerless and and uh, helpless and out of control. And those three are one, this comparison culture. That's a big one that we think about all the time when we're talking about social media. You know, everyone has these snippets of life. That's kind of their highlight reel of their life. And we compare those to our backstage mess, you know, their highlight reel. And we think, oh my gosh, these people are so lucky and I'm a mess. But you know, those are not good comparisons, but we are, we compare ourselves to other people constantly. So that's why one is a problem. The second problem is, you know, there's vicarious trauma. We see random acts of violence or systemic violence right from our devices all day long. We could see this happening. And so, you know, we used to like our brain was developed that fight or flight response to be present in the situation. Now we're not present. So we have the anxiety, but we feel helpless because we're not in danger. There's nothing for us to do really, but sit more and more helpless. And that makes us feel out of control. And then the third one, this is something that I really started to notice with my kids is that the kids that I work with and my own children actually is that, you know, we're taught in commercials constantly that we get stuff for just being us. Like we should just get it because it's cool and we deserve it. And there's no cause and effect. Like you have to work for something, you get something. Because companies know if you tell people you have to work for this, they're not going to buy it. They want you to just buy it, right? So so they're bypassing that cause or the, you know, the, the, what you have to do. And so kids are disconnected from this cause. Actually, all three of these messages, these categories of messages I'm talking about, eliminates cause and effect, that understanding that we are empowered to do something to change our lives. We're taught that. And so on this device constantly all the time, it's like, you have no control. Everything's random. And some people are lucky and some people die and you could, it could be you. Yeah. There's no control. So when kids are feeling like that, kids, teens, tweens, what are some things that they can do to raise their self-confidence? Because, I mean, every parent wants to see their child have good self-esteem and feel like, you know, they can go out and take on the world regardless of what some of their deficits may be. But that's just not always easy. So what 
What are some things I think that we can talking do? Talking about those messages, really helping them read it. Like we need to teach our kids how to read the world. And if we don't teach them explicitly how to be conscious and how to understand these narratives that are coming through, some of it's propaganda, some of it's just trying to sell stuff, right? Some of it is, you know, whatever. And if we need to teach them how to read that so they understand why those messages are the way they are, why the people are saying them because they want you to think a certain way. And so they could understand how to interpret that and not take it all on themselves, right? They could separate that from their own identity, which is what they're not doing right now. It comes right into their identity. I'm powerless. I'm worthless. It has nothing to do with them. Oh, wow. As we wrap up, is there anything else that we, it's been such a great, insightful conversation. Is there anything else you would want to tell parents or people in the school or anybody that you think, you know, would really make a difference? Because this is such an important topic. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really want this book to be in the health curriculum in high schools because there's so much misunderstanding about anxiety and depression and mental health, especially with this age group with what they're dealing with in the world. You know, we think of it still in the medical model that it's a problem inside them. And this is not helping the situation and not helping them get better. So I think it's important for teachers and parents and kids to read this book. I do have a lot of resources for parents and I have online courses for teens too, like healthy relationships, because they're starting these relationships and kids are getting into difficult relationships that's causing damage that, you know, causes damage for decades after that. Uh, I have a finding your confidence, how to build confidence as as a teenager and how to build your intuition as a teenager. Cause I'm really trying to have them feel that empowerment and that potential that I know that they have. And where can families find you online? Yeah. My name's Jody Amon. So J-O-D-I-A-M-A-N. That's my, so JodyAmon.com is my website and I have everything there that you need. And even if you, you know, forgot the name of my book, go on to jodyamon.com. And I have tons of videos too. I'm a YouTuber. So I have tons of free videos on YouTube, as well as like 16 online courses to help people live happier. So I'm here for you. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Oh, this has been such an insightful and incredibly helpful conversation. So thank you so much for joining me to discuss um, teen anxiety and offering all these tangible solutions. You can look for Jody's new release, Anxiety. I love this title, Jody. Anxiety, (sighs) I'm so done with you. A teen's guide to ditching toxic stress and hardwiring your brain for happiness at Amazon.com. All your other favorite retailers that carry popular titles. Join the conversation and share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy. The Mighty Mommy Facebook page or Twitter are also places that you can interact with me, and you can email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks so much for listening this week. Have a wonderful week, which I hope will be filled with some super fun bike rides. And until next time, happy parenting. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you lobster mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. 
Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.